0: Giving me a breakdown.
1: Breakdown, oh, breakdown. Hey everyone, welcome to The Breakdown. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. We are so glad that you are joining us today. A day late, but not a dollar short, huh, buddy? Mm, it's never too late. <laughs> never too, never late, too late, man. We always go for that goal to get on time, and uh, sometimes it just doesn't always work out for us. Yep. So. But we're glad to be here nonetheless. Oh, we certainly are. Sunday was amazing. Wow. It was so, so special. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It really was, and if you were here, I I was here for both services. But if you were here um, in either service, there was a power. There was a powerful testimony. Oh, really? Absolutely. And the similarity between each testimony was was so phenomenal that I was like, "Wow, the Lord is clearly trying to get something across." Because you don't have such identical testimonies from. Two different people, one in each service. The first, the first one, the couple, which you can go, you can go see that online. Um, this man was on a ventilator, mm-hmm. um, and his his wife and his family were told by the doctors that he was going to die. Mm. That that they needed to pull the plug. There was a ten percent chance of survival, um, and. But his wife, she was a, a believing wife, and she persevered in her faith that it was the will of God for him to live. Yeah. And and that was the testimony that came through from what he said is like it was God's will so that good. I would live. So good. And and it's so powerful how his wife, she was in tune with the Holy Spirit, and she, and she just persevered praying by faith that no, my husband will live. Yeah, and she fought off the doctor. She even fought <laughs> off her own her own her own family, her own children. I know.
1: I know. How many times do we hear these stories and we think, oh man, like I don't know what I would do in that situation. The truth is, you may not. And it's really important. Right. Some great teachers in the past would teach, hey, don't really just approach any situation as a cut and dry one size fits all. You gotta be mm-hmm. in tune with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Lord, what is going on? And you said something, Luke, and she said something or really the husband said something really imperative. <laughs> They identified early on. It's, it is the will of God that He mm-hmm. live, and so we're going to press into that. And when you got that, you're not going to be moved. You're not going to be shaken. And it's really important. She just stood by the side, professing, believing, and what a great story! What amen? A, and then come full amen. swing second service. This stuff isn't made up or or not even at all.
0: put together by no, us. No, no. And it, it was it was crazy because uh, Dave Murphy, I know him from from Marked Men. And he's a wonderful guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just was up praying at the altar. Yeah, and and Zach was moved to have him share his testimony, yeah. and he had something extremely similar. Yeah, he had had a, a respiratory illness; he was on a ventilator, but the Lord
1: met him and healed him. Yeah. It was really powerful. It's amazing because I just knew that I hadn't seen Dave in a while. It's really what it came down to for me. And I saw him first thing in the morning. I was like, it's so great Oh, he's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. And you know, it's interesting. This brings up another point here. You may be saying, hey, I'm, I'm kind of missing out one service or another. Here's God showing you. Mm. No, you're not. <laughs> the other thing is that Pastor Zach made this announcement on Sunday. We're actually moving from the live stream of the 830 to now live streaming 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be great. So you'll be able to catch that and see what goes on at that service if you don't typically attend. Definitely, definitely,
0: and you know, just just to go back to those testimonies, yeah, it is important that we pray Absolutely. and that we exercise our faith. We grow in our faith through prayer and and persevering and asking the Lord. The Lord wants us to approach Him like a father. Yes, and anyone who's a parent or anyone that's had very loving parents, you know that when kids come to you you want you you want them to tell to tell you what they need and what they want mm. that's part of being a parent and then you guide and you 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 give gifts you give good things that's what jesus says yeah. you know if you being evil people yeah. know how to give good gifts to your children how much more so will your father in heaven and that's how we are to approach situations not trying to figure it, figure out well what's the right what's the right word combination yep. Nope. what's the um do I have to get like how many people do I yep. have to get involved no, no. you are god's child yes. and you go to him as as his child with your wants and your desires
1: yeah You know, it's interesting you say that because Jesus spends a lot of this early time of his ministry and teaching. Like, you got to become like a child. And here's all these different parables or stories like, you know, you are evil generation. You know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more does your Father Mm -hmm. in heaven? So you you already shared that. And it's really amazing because if we just really step into what Jesus says, we would begin to approach God way more boldly and way more with faith. When you approach God and you say, Lord, This is what we need. And we already know the good God that you are. We trust that you're going to provide it. You know, you are in faith. We've kind of made this we've kind mm-hmm. of made faith this big thing that is almost unattainable. Right. But when you look at what Jesus says, he always brings it down to if you have the faith of a mustard, seed, a mustard seed. You're going to see it, you know. And so, you know, that's not really where we want to park all of our time today, but I love that you're bringing it up. How important it is that we pray. How important it is that we lean in, especially if we can understand mm-hmm. like this is clearly what God desires.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And I just have a a question for you okay. as my pastor. So, I've prayed, but what if I don't see happen what I want? To happen. Yeah. What if I don't get the healing? What if What if the the situation doesn't change in the way that I wanted it to?
1: <laughs> You're really putting me on this spot here. <laughs> Where's Pastor Zach? You said as my pastor. Where's Pastor Zach? This is a <laughs> little pastoral counseling yeah, session. Pastoral session. These are great questions, and we all have them. Let's just say that you know, not one of us is is void of experiencing this in our lives. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. your ministry role is or or function in the body. We all have these. We situations. all face this. I have faced this a number of times. What happens when I don't see? Um And this is a real really important question and answer. The most important thing, it comes down to what Paul said, I know whom I have believed. And I believe that he's able to keep the things I've entrusted to him. And I could sit here and tell you story after story of how we prayed and we saw, and I could tell you story after story of how we didn't necessarily see when or what we expected to. And it just is a matter of, I'm not moving from this place of God, you're good, God, you're faithful. Even when I am faithless, I am i know that you're faithful because you can't deny yourself. Right. And so God's word is forever settled and it's settled in heaven. And so I'm just going to lean into, Lord, if I don't see it or I don't see it in the time or the way mm-hmm. that I desire, I know you're good. Because what happens, right. what the enemy would like right. is he'd like us to move into that place of, see, God didn't answer. Right. Either you're bad or he might not mm-hmm. be as good as you think he is. Yeah. And that's Jesus's whole point. Yeah, in and Ma-
0: and you know what I think the promise for us is is when we pray, Jesus shows up. Mm. Jesus will show up. Yeah. yeah, and when you have faith and you pursue him, he will show up for you. Mm-hmm. And he he may show up in that healing, but even if that healing doesn't take place, Jesus will show up. Yes. And that's, that's really
1: what we all need. Is, yeah. is that, Do you think that's that's, no, I that's think, a appropriate? I think it's totally appropriate. We've kind of made everything so finite in terms of our thinking. Like, it's got to be here on this earth right now. Mm. Well, Hebrews 11, actually going through all these great men and women of faith, it says, these died in faith. You want to really, you know, send your brain on tilt. It's talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and how they lived in tents because they looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Mm. And having seen the promise far off, they actually died in faith not even seeing the full fruition, but we're fully confident that God was able to produce it even if their natural eyes didn't see it. That is amazing. Yes. Because it takes us to this place of, whoa, we really kind of operate and live on what we see rather than what Paul says, you know, set your mind and eyes on the things that are unseen yeah. because those are eternal. So yeah. yes, I'm going to pray, I'm going to step in, I'm going to believe and um and I'm going to trust the Lord, you know, for this if I clearly know Amen. it's his will. Amen. And Jesus will show up. I like that. Amen. I like that Jesus will show up. Yeah. And so you know, we don't have to get into all that theology right no, there, but it's good.
0: I, I just know for me personally, some of the most powerful moments I've had with the Lord is actually when I've gone back like mm. through like a, kind of like a through through yielding yeah. essentially going back to a situation or a time where I've had pain or when it was it was really difficult for me and asking the Lord to really show me how how were you there. Yes. And yes. it's the situation doesn't change but seeing him and having him reveal to me how he was there and sustaining yeah is it is, is in some ways it's like wow that's so powerful i'm i'm almost glad i went through that yeah so that i could experience
1: you in that way
0: even though i know that that's not what you would want for me yep but you were there.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, and that's why we count it all joy. We fall into various trials, right? It all produces the character, hope, the perseverance that's necessary for this side of heaven. Mm. And I think moving into this message from Bishop Sadarshan, that's, that's, it's not a separate from this point. It's interesting. Right. We're going right into this revelation of Jesus that John received on the island of Patmos um, it's really beautiful because it brings things full circle. We begin to come into a realization that, wow, I've been so temporal in my thinking. Mm-hmm. Everything is so temporary here, right? Yes. and I get so caught yes. up in what happens here and now, forgetting that you know these apostles—they went through all this suffering. And they still are now, they're in that glory. They're seeing the full completion of it all. And I, I, it's just something that's really amazing because we can become very focused on what's happening in the here and now.
0: Right, right. Well, I was reading in, in Acts this morning about when uh, the the disciples, this is like the early church had just started and yeah. they got they got flogged. So, because the, the the religious leaders didn't want to put them in jail. They I know they're where like, you're going. They're like, they, they so- they, I love they, it. They're, they're like, okay, we're, we're just going <laughs> to flog them and hopefully they stop preaching about Jesus. Yeah. Um, and the disciples were praising God that, wow, we were counted worthy to suffer for his sake.
1: What a what a revelation right there. Counted worthy to suffer. And I, I think if you were reading between the lines or watching between the lines, I've known Bishop Kamana Pali for a few years. I work closely with mm. his wife, Asha, who teaches some great courses at our School of the Spirit. And I was really moved. On Sunday. I've heard Bishop share before, but I was really, really moved because if you were watching between the lines, there was this place of meekness that he was bringing us. Mm. He was actually kind of processing some things, working it out with God. Yes. God, what's going on here? You know, he was giving some insight into where he was right. um and likening it to how John could have been going through the same thing right. on the island of Patmos. Right. And yet when we get the revelation of Jesus, it puts all things right. in perspective, even suffering. Right. Right. We we sometimes wonder how did these apostles? How did people? I was thinking about brothers and I were talking about it today. Like the end of Hebrews eleven, our brothers getting sawn in two, sawn in half. Like all these crazy mm. ways that they were murdering and persecuting yeah. our founders of the faith. And even now today in different parts of the world, what is that faith that withstands that? Right. And it it probably is this revelation of Jesus and getting the fuller picture that we're only seeing part right now. Right. Right. And that's,
0: and that's where I think, um, I loved how how uh, Bishop Seduction he opened by talking about how Revelation. Like he didn't touch the Book of Revelation because he's like <laughs> it's it's the end times yeah. and it's it's all this like crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And I think that's how Satan wants us correct to look at the Book of Revelation. Yeah, it's just for crazy end time theorists. Like you can sit around or you know are you gonna be is, is Jesus coming back before the tribulation or mm, after the I tribulation? I Pre mid post. And it's like that is not the book. Who cares? It's a revelation revelation. revelation of Jesus Christ. So even in those things that are, are veiled in mystery, there is a revelation of the person and the character and the work of Jesus Christ, which is what we all need.
1: That is so good. That is so good. And he brought us to those passages. And I just want to say, too, one of the things that was brought to my attention years ago that I actually didn't see this part that that Bishop Kamana brought up. But if you move on to the next passage, verse 3 of Revelation 1, it says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written for the time is near. So there's not just like we, we, the enemy wants us to have this gloom and doom and the hyper focus on all these negative things. You can't understand it. Don't read it. (laughs) But it was meant to be received <laughs> Amen. In, from the churches. It was meant for us to hear. And we're not only getting a revelation of Jesus, there's a, a blessing that's pronounced upon us by reading and understanding or or just reading and receiving. And if we're making the crux of this book, you know, all these crazy things and trying to discern the times, we've totally missed the point. Like you said, it is a revelation. Like Bishop said, it is a revelation of the person and the character of Jesus. And I, I am so continually moved by by the ending of this what we call a book right but the ending of this letter of this revelation mm. of Jesus in revelation 21 and it just it's just so beautiful Amen. the way it comes together and you can see God's heart in completion right right so moving forward here, you know, we want to kind of, we jumped right into some of the great things that uh, Bishop darshan was bringing up, but let's take a quick glance back at what he actually was representing in part at the beginning um, is the manic group of ministries that he has been a part of. And he didn't share it on Sunday, but if you know, you know, that the founder were his parents. And, and so he has now moved into this place um, and I don't know how long he's been operating in that role, but it's just so powerful because it's such a great glimpse for us. We live in Western culture we stick around mm-hmm. in America most of the time yeah. and he is really out there with his family and just overseeing i mean think about this there's 1.4 billion people in india and he was really pleading with us you know this is going out over the airwaves so maybe we shouldn't say that but he was really saying hey please continue to pray right for for india and where we are you know it's challenging to bring this gospel message yeah and i think it's really good luke Mm -hmm. that we hear that in western culture because while we're facing some persecutions in our culture not nearly like not in
0: the same form at all no no
1: and it's really important that we be sobered in that Mm -hmm. sense to understand what we so easily take for granted how many times do we talk Mm -hmm. to believers and it's like "Eh, i really can't get myself to pick up the word and I'm like, well, n- n- not to chastise or judge anybody, but just so you know, people all over the world are dying for that word, for one sheet, one page. Right, right. And And we really can easily fall into mm-hmm. taking for granted what God has provided easily for us, you know? Right.
0: I think with us, Satan <laughs> took a different tactic where it's, I'm just going to make... Christian stuff and the Bible stuff so readily available to you that you're, you're just not going to touch it. Whoa. You know, that's why I think we have these idols of ease and Whoa. convenience Whoa. in our culture. I mm. think that's that's the altar that's that you know, Satan wants us to worship at.
1: Yeah, we can we can continually bow to. So, you know, Bishop Sadarshan Kamana Pali overseeing the manna group of ministries and beautiful to see a completion. I don't know if you or I were really mm-hmm. even here at the dawning of this, but beautiful to see a completion of the children home. Um, and, and I was not here for that. Yeah, but... I don't think I was either, but really cool to see that come full circle. Yeah. Well, that's when something I was, uh, I was sharing that with someone.
0: Um, how I thought it was so beautiful that he's continuing the work of his parents. Yeah. Because a lot of, you know, you'll you'll see ministries that are birthed by, you know, a couple mm-hmm. or, or a, an individual, but then their children don't capture that vision. Yeah. Um, and I I I thought it was so powerful and beautiful that he is he's not only carrying on the vision he's caught that vision and yes. the Lord is still moving through his family
1: yeah and something new will probably be birthed as he's continuing to oversee and that's just the way that God works you know we go from glory to glory Amen. So it's really Amen. awesome so we move into what what Bishop Kamana was actually bringing to us where the, we get this revelation he did a great job summarizing what Pastor uh, Zach had preached and taught earlier this year so that was really awesome. Uh, and then bringing us into this place where John is saying, I was in the spirit in the Lord's day, a lot of, I was talking with a brother yesterday and we were saying, it's so awesome to see the different giftings of people because there was yes. a weightiness, a, a real, <laughs> one of the, one of the guys said he walks heavy in a different way. Mm. And I was like, that's a good way to put it. The the words were succinct and concise, but there was a power and a weight to what Sadarshan was bringing on Sunday, that if you had ears to hear and Mm -hmm. eyes to see, you were grasping something a little deeper than just the words he was saying.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, it really hit me, um, how he was going through the revelation, the book of Revelation. He's yeah. picking up uh, where Pastor Zach had left off yeah. uh, from his seven-letter rampage series. And so, if you ha- if you're new to us, I encourage you to go back and listen to those sermons. They're actually if you go on the YouTube mm-hmm. channel, they're grouped um, in their own series. Uh, so I encourage you to go look at that. Uh, Pastor Zach goes through each of the seven churches and the correction or the encouragement that the that the Lord has for each of them. Yeah, and how he so bringing us to Sunday and how he really felt led to continue that 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 series yes. in a sense you yes. know? it's like a follow up um and he highlighted all of the issues in each of the each of the seven churches um and then uh you come to chapter 4 where it says after these things yes and that's where he went addressed what happened um in the seven churches um uh, and then chapter 5 it's that whole concept of now uh, come up here mm-hmm. so john was told to come up here yeah and um the application to fixing all of those issues in the churches or to get our hearts aligned is to come up here yeah. to look at jesus yes to go where he is calling us yes because we have to get our eyes off of ourselves you know and and bishop said when you're called up here god's spirit will give you insight into something you never knew
1: mhm you know it's really interesting looking at this here because I, you you and i talked off the mic and i'm going to bring it up now but god was preparing all of us for this message on Sunday throughout the week, even our class. So at School of the Spirit, our class, what we had touched on that week, we were literally reading Revelation 5, discussing the problem and the dilemma that nobody is worthy. And one of the things that was beautiful is that in in covering this in one of our classes, we often talk about how there was only the lamb that was found worthy to take the scroll, but it was beautiful to hear. First time I had seen it and and, in that what, that scroll was, was judgment. And it instantly brought me back to what we had studied at class previously. Jesus says in John 12 and 30, 31, that now is the judgment of this world. For now, the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up, will draw all to myself. Mm. And it's like Jesus drew all that judgment. And by drawing all the judgment to himself, he drew all people to himself. And I got this image of what Sadarshan was saying on Sunday, that the father is sitting there holding right. that scroll, but waiting till he, though there's one yes. who is worthy to take yes. the scroll. And there was something that clicked in me. Jesus took the scroll. He took the judgment, the wrath, the judgment of God. He took upon himself. -hmm. It was just such a powerful picture that was going off in my head, which I thought was real. This is amazing to see. Oh yeah,
0: and it was so it was so beautiful how uh, because we never, at least I have never done this personally. I've never sat in that 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 verse where John is crying and he is sad because there was no one found worthy Mm. to open the scroll. Yeah, and he's in heaven, right? And 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 the Lord is letting him sit in that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we find out there is someone worthy. Yeah, there is someone worthy. Yes, and it was—it's the Lion of Judah, but it's the Lamb that had been slain. Yeah, and that's—and there's such an application there for each of us. <sighs> yes, when we are in our sadness, when we are in our pain, yeah, we are not—we are not worthy, and we—we we live in a broken world. Mm-hmm. but Jesus is the one who is worthy and he's the one that we need. And I think that that's you know that's why when we take communion,
1: yeah. we
0: should think of the lamb that was as though it had been slain yeah. and the line of Judah. It's all in one.
1: It's all in one. It's all in one. You know, part of the personal application for me was that that visual that I was receiving. John here weeping, we're watching and Sadarshan bringing this beautiful imagery of, did everything I learn did everything i watch did all of this suffering was it all for naught? and you can imagine so he brought the personal feelings Mm -hmm. that john may have been encountering at the moment oh yes you know and it's like and it's so it was such a reality to where i was like wait a minute is all of this forsaken and it's it's so beautiful because we all hit these moments in our life mm-hmm. where something happens there's tragedy there's sadness and we can like sit there and when we get the revelation right. of Jesus that no, he, he there really is one who is worthy, and right. he really did pay the price right. in full. And things are going to turn around, if not here on this earth, we're going to see it eternally, right? Because right. it's done, amen. <laughs>
0: amen. And that's why, with no matter what we are going through, the answer is always to, you know, number one, be in the spirit, yes, yep, but it's to come up here to come to Jesus, to yeah. look and fix our eyes on Jesus, because he is the answer to what we need, no matter what situation we
1: ha- we find ourselves in. It's so good. And that brings us to a, a point that he had made earlier, and that was that you can't latch on until you let go. Amen. You have to let go first so that you right. can latch on. And so many of us have this track or this train of thinking that we've been hooked up to yeah. for so long. And what the Lord invites us to in this to come up before we come up is to first let go of the things that we think we know right. and allow him to move us into this place where we're coming up higher for right. a greater understanding. Right, Yeah,
0: right, right. I uh, Actually, the week before, so last week, I had had this thought, because I, 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 we've probably all heard this, where it's you control the things you can and then trust God to control the things that you can't. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I probably would have thought that, but now I'm coming to a place where it's, <laughs> God, I probably could control some things in some ways, but I, I think you'll do a much you'll better be- job with everything. Yes, <laughs> yes. Here's everything. Here's it all.
1: <laughs> I actually don't want to take any of it. Right. Can I just trust you with it all? Yes,
0: and then you teach me.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. That is so good. Hey, I want to pause for a moment here and just talk a little bit. We've been referring to Bishop Sadarshan Kamadapali. It's just kind of hitting me as we've been dialoguing, and then on Sunday as well as he was introduced. And, you know, in our world, we kind of think of of accolades, titles, and they're really roles and functions. Mm-hmm. And so the bishop role is an overseer, literally translated, yes. it's an overseer. And it's perfectly fitted for Bishop Sadarshan Kamadopali because he's overseeing hundreds of pastors and hundreds of ministry right. that's taking place right. Right. through the Mana Group of Ministry. And I know that may be like not an issue right now, but as we're saying that, it's just want to bring it up so that we're understanding that's what we're referring to. Right.
0: And, and you might have encountered that kind of phraseology or those titles from a Catholic background or or some other more, you know, um, you know, like formal formalized denomination. uh, But these are not Tied to a specific denomination or faith group. These are these are these are terms yeah. for for specific types of roles.
1: And it's important to make that distinction because we can sometimes think, oh, I've got to elevate this. Well, that's not what we're saying, you know. Right. And in fact, the greatest is the servant of all. Right. And that's how you end up in those positions. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So looking forward here and just kind of walking this out, you know, this Revelation five and some other things that were coming up and and this this elder coming to him and saying, do not weep, you know, and moving into this this. Thing that began to hit me. Again, I think the imagery from Sunday is just profound. Mm. I have so many visual, so much imagery that was taking place as he was leading us through this. Um, And what I began to see is he brings up this element of a bigger picture. I began to see this great picture that I really don't have a frame of reference point for. I don't know what that picture is, but I saw I saw the scope of my piece. And I saw a puzzle. You know how when you're building a puzzle and it's like you have a greater picture that you're working towards, but you may also have like an image on your piece of the puzzle. Very simple analogy. But Mm. I just began to see like, I really do know in part. There's so little that I actually know. And when God begins to take the piece that I have and plug it in, and I step back, I began to see this greater picture.
0: Amen. Amen. And that's, you know, Going back to those testimonies yeah. that we had at, at the beginning of both services, when we're in situations like that, that's what we have to remind ourselves. Yeah, is okay, Jesus. I'm going to pursue you. Mm-hmm. I'm giving the situation to you. Yep. I'm giving you my wants and my desires. Yes. I, I, you know, this is how I want it to turn out. But I want you. Yeah. And so, give me your revelation of your greater picture.
1: Mm. So good. And it's a
0: it's a hard prayer. It's a scary prayer. It is but it's, it's the best prayer.
1: It is too. And if you've been around here at HPC Culture, especially for the past few years, as we've used terms like yielding and deliverance, one of the things that Pastor John has done a great job of bringing out is something that we or he would refer to as soulish prayers. Mm-hmm. And soulish prayers is when we move more into praying more of our will, desire, based on emotion, rather than the will of the Father. Yeah. And it's like what you were just saying is, God, these are my desires, and this is what I want, but ultimately not my will your be yours be done right right and where we find success is when we have an understanding of god's desired will in a situation now that gives us a leg to stand on
0: right and that's and that's why you know we we emphasize worship at our church so much mm-hmm. and and the presence of god so much and how worship is our weapon yeah because when we're worshiping we're acknowledging god for who he is and we're putting ourselves in, in our proper place, mm-hmm. right? And and we're we're saying the battle is not mine, the battle is the Lord's and that's why I worship and I get my heart aligned and then that's when things start to happen. It really do. It really does. Like I had a situation this past week and um, I really just felt called to, okay, I'm just gonna worship directly into this situation. So good and it was worship and focused prayer mm-hmm. on the situation mm-hmm. and instead of me getting all twisted up in knots and trying to figure things out for myself it was no me understanding that the lord has a will in this situation and you know praying for his salvation and his deliverance in that situation
1: that's so good and this would be maybe that last point that we wanted to hit how john says i was in the spirit in the spirit on the Lord's day or that place of being in the spirit. And and Sadarshan kept bringing this home throughout his message, get in the spirit, get in the spirit, get in the spirit. And we read this throughout Paul's writings and we wonder what is he actually talking about? But it is that place, even that place of worship and just resting in the Lord, knowing like the, the whole point is, I'm here on this island, I'm stuck, I can't go anywhere, I got to look at this guy, right? you know, but I'm choosing to be in the spirit. All these circumstances are going on around me, but I'm going to get into that place of worship, I'm going to get quiet with the Lord. And when we do that, we give the Lord, even if it's just a few moments, we give him something to work with. We're getting our eyes off the circumstance, our mind off the circumstance, and he's able to give us maybe clarity or maybe just a greater revelation of what's actually going on in the bigger picture.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, the other piece to the whole come up here is this is the message that we bring to the world. Yes, sir. And to all the situations that we find ourselves in. Yes. You know, it's so easy for us to uh, fall into the judgment seat where mm. it's, okay, they these people need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And we even tell them that. Yep. But what did Jesus do for us? He didn't just say, come up here. He came down That's it. to us. That's it. And then says come up here But he came down first he sure did and that's what we're what we're called to do as as his ministers is we are to go into situations and go into people's lives Mm. not you know not allow you know not allowing their sin to corrupt us Mm -hmm. but we have to go to them yeah because the you know when we're in sin we're walking in ignorance yeah so we're carrying the light of christ and then we
1: we meet them and we call them higher that's so good and that's why we're compelled by love. Mm-hmm. It's not anything else, but it's the love of Christ that compels us that we would become these ambassadors for God pleading, be reconciled, be yes. reconciled, come back, come up. Yes, But we have to go first. We do have to. And that's one of the things I loved about the Marked Men process is like we get into each other's pit. We mm-hmm. come to where each other are. exactly, And uh, it's been a beautiful experience. So, hey, listen, as we kind of bring this to a close, want to encourage you to go back and listen or, or watch the message again and read receive what God has for you, something fresh, come back and re-listen to the breakdown. But there's a lot going on here at HPC in this week and in the week to come. So just want to hit those things real quick. We got small groups that start this week. So that's been really cool. Flannel Fest is around the corner. Very exciting. We are super excited about that. And uh, everything else you can find on our website, hpc.church. And uh, we just love being connected with you here. Yes, we do. So, hey. Listen, let's go ahead and pray and just trust the Lord for what he has. Father, we thank you for the blessing that we have to come into relationship with you and to be called up higher, to come up to where you are. I love that. You opened the door, and John says that I saw a door, and, 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 and this voice called me up. We have to take that step knowing that you first took that step to come to us. So as we draw near to you, you again draw near to us. I pray For every hearer right now and the situations of our lives that we might be facing, let us not get so hyper-focused on the current circumstance, but let us get called up higher to that place and even receive revelation that you have for us, whether it's directly pertaining to our situation or whether it's something you just want to give to us because you love us, something you want to share with us. Our hearts are open, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that was The Breakdown. Have a great week.